Welcome to another episode at the Be Guided and Be Great podcast, where being intuitive is understood and being sensitive is a good thing. I'm your host, Kate St. Clair. All right, welcome to episode 58 of the Be Guided and Be Great podcast. This episode is called Three Good Things About the Ego and Why It's a Part of Being Human. So the ego has a big role to play in being an, an, an intuitive in the world. And it's intuition can very much be connected to your self-confidence and to your voice. And a, a big part of that picture is the ego. And so especially in any sort of religious or spiritual context, the ego is sort of this part of us that is encouraged to be dismissed and removed and I want to talk about how that's not true. And I just, I want to invite you to have an open mind because maybe you two have been told your whole life that the ego is bad and you want to get rid of it. And I just want to invite you to have an open mind and kind of listen to the whole podcast and just consider, I'm going to give you those three reasons why, why the ego is a good thing and why it is part of the human experience and how when we can integrate the ego, that part of ourselves, it can play this incredible role in the life that you live. Um, so I'm going to tell some stories. I'm going to put it really into uh, a human context so that it's not really abstract and just sort of, um, you know, just abstract, <laughs> which is why I love to tell stories to make it, make it, much more human and that is really the context that we want to talk about the ego because it is a human thing a specifically human thing and though we are all souls having a human experience we are indeed having a human experience so uh, but before we get started let's do an ask kate so this week's ask kate comes from moya from ireland and moya asks kate our part of the country in old Ireland is near the sea. And this part of the sea has taken many lives due to the rocky shoreline. I seem to be okay with it, but my daughter sees spirits from her bedroom down to the shoreline. I'm worried for her. I don't see them, but I do believe her. She tries to hide it, but I can tell she's bothered. What can I do to make things easier for her? Thank you. Moya. Wow, what a wonderful question, Moya. And I know for all those intuitives listening right now, I know you're right there with me. You're in Ireland, you're remote viewing this part of where Moya is talking about, and you can like smell the sea air and you can hear the sounds of the birds. And if you're a medium, you can see what Moya's daughter is dealing with here. <laughs> um, I could talk all day about that, but let's get to it. What I like to do, Moya, is I like to break things down um, to make them manageable. And the first step I would take as her mother is, okay, then if she sings spirits, she is fundamentally and factually a medium. And so if you need any extra help with that, of course, in my book, Be Guided and Be Great, every, every chapter has a specific um, part specifically for the mediums. And so that would be a wonderful resource. If you can read more and learn more about what it is to be a medium, and if you can together read with your daughter, um, I didn't see how old she was, but it's just really important to start 
if you're a medium, you might as well just go ahead. You, you do need to embrace that. We all do need to accept that she's a medium. And to learn more about that would be my first step. The acceptance of it for sure. And when I say you have to accept it and you have to respect it because um, this is just a really a part of who we are. Um, I don't know if it's appropriate, but I do like to compare it to if if your child was in a wheelchair, that would just be part of your lifestyle going forward. Or, you know, maybe there's a recovery or what have you. But being a medium is just part of the realities and landscapes of those of us that are. And it's an it becomes a family thing where the family really does want to be part of this experience, um, whether it is just her, or perhaps you do as well, but maybe not so obvious. Um, that would be another question I had. But <laughs> so number one, um, she's a medium, no doubt about it. Number two, you know, second step I would encourage is for her to start really having some a personal space routine. And this can look like, I would say daily, especially at the beginning, um, as this becomes more of a habit, it can be done through intention. But I would really have a sit down routine where I would put on um, like a 15 to 20 minute meditation for her or do it with her where you're cleansing and clearing chakras and meridians, you know, energy aura, you're really sitting down daily to purify your energy centers your energetic system and going from the inside out, making sure that you're clearing out that aura so that you and your daughter have a really clear personal space. And because what psychics can do is we can pull in information and then when we pull it in, we don't get rid of it. So it, it lingers in our personal energy and then it just bothers us, <laughs> whether we know it or not, it creates a lot of muck and a lot of um, just gross extra energy. So to get into the habit of, okay, maybe we do pull in information, but we have to have a protocol to release and remove it. And just daily meditation, um, energetic clearing, chakra clearing, any of those real just focusing on those energetic centers of her and going out clearing that aura. If you could end with a grounding meditation or a visualization that can be both guided and or just personal. Um, some people like to go out into the yard with their bare feet. Some people like to put on drumming music and dance, you know, whatever it takes, you know, visualize the earth at your feet. You can make the grounding much simpler, um, but to clear and then ground would be perfection for your medium daughter for sure. And the third step that I would, I would do, I would recommend would be to, um, I'm going to say this directly. I would very much encourage an intention of clearing out her room, certainly, and the house, if you can, and the property even better. Um, I, as a medium, I do have a no ghost zone in my house. Um, I do tend to live in new houses though, so I'm not necessarily, you know, I want to honor whatever spirits and energy is here before the house had been built. I do go out of my way to honor that, but as a medium, I can't handle spirits in the house, um, because they're the people and I talk to people and I don't, I don't know how to ignore people and I don't know how to ignore spirits. So 
if you could start with just an intention of clearing out the room um, through prayer, uh, through sage, there, there are a couple of different ways to go at it. And I would recommend finding somebody who specializes in, in Ireland, in the land in Ireland to do it in tradition to your customs. Um, that's how I would approach that. And specifically the bedroom, the house and the land, if you can. And that way she, oh, the big thing for mediums is if their spirits outside of the house or spirits inside of the house, the medium gets no rest and it can really wreak havoc on our energetic centers. So for her to have some peace and some rest would be my priority as a mother. And, um, the fourth thing I would recommend would be what we call in the States, we call it dousing. And I wanted to say that though. I don't want to get into a long thing about it because I would definitely start teaching about that. Um, I would direct you to, in America, his name is Raymond, R-A-Y-M-O-N-D, Grace, G-R-A-C-E, I believe. And he has some videos. He has, mm, they were DVDs, but I don't know if he does that anymore in the dawn of (laughs) um, downloading, which might actually be even better. But he has some tools where you can just play them and it can clear the actual energy in the house, the room, the house, the property, if that's your intention. So that would be my four steps of number one, accept that she's a medium and go from there. Number two, encouraging that clearing and purifying of her personal space daily through meditation or whatever feels right to you, as long as the body and the aura are purified and cleansed and cleared daily. Um, number three would to interact boundaries in her bedroom, home and or property if you can. So she has some peaceful space and doesn't have to be talked to or bothered all day long. The fourth one would be that dousing or energy removal. And, uh, Raymond Grace was who I would recommend at this point in time, just because he does have some tools that have absolutely worked for me and they have worked for others, um, and there's no endorsement or anything like that. It's just um, somebody I have directed people to with really a lot of success. So thank you for the question, Moya. And um, I'm thinking nothing but good thoughts for you and your daughter and your family. And to I just love that a parent is reaching out for their child and wanting to understand and wanting to help. And I don't sense any sort of um, doom and gloom here, <laughs> which makes me super happy. So Keep in touch, Moya, and let us know how that goes for her in the future, okay? Okay. And now that I'm thinking of it, I have to make a correction. I believe his name is Raymond with no D, R-A-Y-M-O-N, Grace, D-R-A-C-E, I believe is the dowser's name. I can hear my friend Chris correcting me because I just naturally say Raymond, and I do believe I believe his name is Raymond with just an N. (laughs) Okay, I want to get that right. So let's get back to today's topic of three good things about the ego and why it's a part of being human. And so I'm going to just tell a, a few little stories quick to sort of explain how this came about in me. You know, I was raised Catholic. I know you know that if you listen to the podcast. 
Uh, you know, but as you jump into this sort of spiritual world, this like, uh, you know, there's things about, you know, raw food, certainly no ego, you know, anger is bad. Um, I met people along the way with very airy fairy voices as if that was some indication of enlightenment. And I really fell for a lot of that stuff in my early life and in my early training. Um, I wanted to be as pure as possible. You know, I got into the raw food and I really try to suppress my anger and I'm a redhead. So that was, you know, not pretty. <laughs> and I just, every sort of step that I took to try to help, um, actually made me more miserable and more everything. And I, I do want to stop and say, as I unfold my story with those of you that are doing a certain lifestyle, like the raw food or what have you, there is no judgment at all. I mean, there is a calling for each of us and, um, the, there will be a bigger point and in no way am I dismissing or disrespecting, um, any sort of spiritual practice or any dietary practice as well. Um, cause I still to integrate raw food into me and my family's lifestyle as well. It's just kind of the finer point of today's talk is going to be about how those things are not necessarily the only doorway to true awakening or spiritual reality or even a key to intuition and so that's the refinement no disrespect um, your practices are absolutely um, respected here I'm just painting the picture of my own my own story and journey um, and not intending to disrespect yours so um but I did. I just sort of thought my intuition would be better if I was raw food. My intuition would be better if I had no ego. You know, all these things that are very much, um, all it's like all of the keys to the kingdom is your rejection of your humanity. You know, your food, like stop eating, you know, um, stop feeling, stop being so egotistical. You know, all these things that are, by the way, very, very specific to your human experience. I, 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 I in my research and observation and then in working with heaven to really understand this so much of the spiritual practices of modern spiritual practices and ancient but let's try to keep it for with what we know um is a rejection of your humanity and the not eating thing again i've talked about this in the last podcast but that is very much part of who you are as a soul you don't need to eat you don't have an ego as a soul um I don't, you know, your voice is in heaven, so I'm sure there's some airy-fairiness to it just in the nature of the vibration that we're in when we're not in this earthly dimension. Uh, there is no need for anger in our spirit bodies. So really what a lot of these spiritual practices are trying to do is to have you cut off your humanity. And I'm really passionate. So that's the other thing about today's talk. I'm really passionate about it because I believe so much bullshit too. And my skin cancer awakening was really my a comeuppance, if you will, to my earthly reality. So while I was really building the skin cancer above my heart, it was like a crescendo of all the things I had been doing. I was doing raw food. I was meditating hours a day. I was trying not to be angry about a very traumatic life I had lived. And 
maybe I try to sort of watch my voice or control my voice to sort of present as if I'm a calm person. And again, I'm a redhead, so I'm not very calm. <laughs> I'm extremely passionate. And while you know, I'm doing all the right things while this thing is growing over my heart. And now I felt, you know, as I was diagnosed with skin cancer and above my heart, which was, you know, the, the symbolism wasn't lost on me. I was so mad because of course I'm like, I'm doing all the right things. And this is how, this is my reward, if you will. So after the skin cancer was removed, I just went into like an absolute state of limbo or, or oblivion for like six months. And I call it an awakening, but really there was so much void because I was having to let go, let go, let go of all of the bullshit, all of the lies I was telling myself, all of the fruitless practices, um, because true awakening is awakening to the self. That the self in this human experience it is not to try to be a spirit because that is actual death for the human which is life to the spirit but you know your spirit is here with you too so it's it's here it's there it's it can go everywhere but your physical body has certain needs in the physical dimension so I had to come to you know even around that time just kind of after that I went to um, I don't know what you call him he was more of a holistic practitioner doctor um, where he you know ran all my stats and he's like you have the protein profile of a starving child so and he was so confused and I was like mm, I'm raw food you know <laughs> and nothing against that. It's just I wasn't probably doing it the right way and wasn't bringing in enough nutrients that I particularly needed that my physical body and all the things that I do in my physicality where I do have to bridge the worlds. And I had little children at the time. So my physicalness was not in no way being supported with how much physical energy I had to exert at that time in my life. So the guides were I... I when they're like, you know, you're a psychic medium, you have to accept it, you need to eat protein, you need more food, I had to accept it. I was like, I was completely letting go and letting go of who I thought I was. And I finally was surrendering to who and what I actually was. And in that time, I very specifically remember when the ego came up. And I didn't know how to let that go. I didn't know how to let go of the belief that the ego was bad. And this is how, these are the three ways that the guides showed me that the ego is a part of the human experience and it's very necessary for your happiness and success. And so, yes, there are certain things that maybe if we have a chance, we can talk about on the other side of this, how the ego can, you know, there's a narcissistic component to some forms of, of egotism, but in just your every day average person our ego does this for us so number one the ego tells you how to express yourself in this particular life so the ego is this animating part of you that tells you how you want your hair done that tells you how you want to dress in the world that tells you what kind of car you want to drive you know these are all just physical expressions of who you are if you're lucky you know some people don't get to drive the car that expresses them they drive the car that actually runs and that can get them to their day-to-day -day lives so there's yeah i mean there's a lot of ways we have to sort of ah the ego you know ah this is not expressing myself in its fullest and when we can really integrate that part of ourselves, we can have a sense of humor around it. You know, like there, I, 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 you probably too, right? Have you bought 
like a coat or something that you that you like it's 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 cool looking you want to wear it and you put it on and you can't you can't wear it so that the that's the ego just telling you this is not for you in this particular life like maybe it worked for you in a past life but the ego does try to get you to be in the life you're living now isn't that fascinating so, you know, like me, I'm, I'm a country kid from Montana and I, I, you kind of have to dress harshly, you know, for Montana living conditions. And so I do like a heavy pair of boots. I do like jeans. I do like, I like a good, like beautiful top, but I like my makeup and I like my big hair. And there, there were times where I was like, I should dress different and I should, you know, look different and I should be different. And the ego really helped me heal. Like, this is it in this life, sweetheart. <laughs> you know, like it's it's okay for my style to change somewhat, but I basically look like I did when I was 16 years old. And not that there's not room for growth. And I'm not saying like how you looked when you were 12, you should look when you're 40. That's not it at all. Some people are learning and sort of exploring that part of themselves as they age. And so none of these are black and white. It's just a way to sort of, let that ego sort of animate you like you can have a conversation with your ego how how do I want to dress when I do that talk or when I meet a friend for lunch how do I want to express myself in that moment and the ego is a wonderful place to just give you those cues of how you want to do life physical life in this particular um, this particular go around so it's a just again, I just to simplify something that can be complex, it can be a place to have a dialogue with how you want to express yourself. Um, you know, my my ego helped me see like I am loud, I am passionate, I do laugh loudly, I I dress boldly sometimes, like I like makeup, like these are just things that are just a part of who I am. And that's how I'm going to animate in this life. And the ego can help me adjust along the way, you know, depending on the age or the chapter of my life. But when I was in the skin cancer darkness, i.e. awakening, but it felt very void and scary. Um, I, I not much longer after the skin cancer started to do my first Ask a Medium shows. And when I I had integrated the ego, I did have that conversation like, well, how do you want to dress for your first show? And I put on what I wanted to and I was really confident and comfortable uh, because my ego told me like there, there's these little things we can do to create more comfort and the comforts created through animating as your true self that can add a level of comfort for you when you do put your heart and yourself out there. Um, instead of trying to look the way you should to manipulate or, you know, all the kind of ways, like, let's just face it, we're wearing clothes anyway. So you might as well dress the way you express yourself. And the ego can help you express your soul and yourself in this particular life. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, the ego can tell you where you want to go, where you want to be in this life. Um, so I'm kind of, and I'm, I'm American cliche where I love New York and I love LA and I've lived in both and I would kind of feel embarrassed. I tend to not like to do what everybody else is doing. That's also sort of how I'm built as well. Um, 
when something becomes really popular, I tend to kind of back away from it. <laughs> so I felt really bad for kind of being so cliche, but then I, you know, when I really just tune into my heart, it's just like, there are reasons that I, as a soul, as a spirit would really like both of those places. I tend to live in between, you know, and in, in the mountainous areas, but I'm very happy on each coast and I'm very happy and I feel really alive in both of those environments. And um, the ego lets me know the the artistry, the elevation of New York City makes sense to my really old soul and the happy sunshine laid back feeling very alive in LA in California is very much in alignment with my disposition. I do have a rather sunny disposition. And so the ego can really show you where your soul wants to animate. And that's where we want to integrate that ego so you can have that honest dialogue about where you want to animate in this particular life. And the final expression of the ego is that it reveals to you, it reveals what's important to you, right? So we've all seen, you know, that in the ego is three dimensional, right? It's in this time space matter. And I know some of you want me to explain more on that, but <laughs> to keep it simple, I'm going to say a third dimension. And uh, we, we've all, you know, we all know the people that are really into fashion or they're really into home design or they're, they're really into certain things that maybe some people in the culture would say is really superficial or egotistical. And my re, in my research and observation is that they that is their role in this third dimension. So we are in the dimension of physical creations. Um, you have an image in your mind that maybe comes from spirit into the mind of building a beautiful chair of wood. And you get to take that physical material of wood and work with your physical hands to create that third dimensional chair that can seat your third dimensional body. So Though some people would say that those pursuits are egotistical, I would strongly disagree. Um, the ego can, oh, you have a real passion for clothing. And, you know, some people like that's our whole life. They want to create and design clothing. Well, guess what? Humans wear clothes. That's just an absolute fact of life. And I come from some people that maybe disregarded. I, oddly, there was a disregard for it. And yet they wore very beautiful, bright clothing, the very people that disregarded or called it vain to dress, to care about how you dress would be vain. <laughs> they, they and their piousness were dressed quite, uh, you know, colorfully. So we, we just want to catch that where, where, uh, you know, I've heard people like, oh, you, you care about how your home looks. So you're egotistical. It's like, Actually, the truth is, as a psychic, as a sensitive, as a psychic, you are very affected by physical things. So especially for the psychic, the cleaner your house is, the purer your house is, the more your energetic body can calm down. So I, I've just, you've heard all this bullshit over the course of your lifetime. I have no doubt, you know, oh, so vain to care how you look, so vain to clean your house. I mean, give me a break. These are very, very, very basic parts of being human. And the ego can help us animate them, but 
If you're cleaning your house to impress other people, that's a different thing. If you're dressing to impress other people, that's another thing. Um, I've, of course, been in conversations with men that think women only wear makeup to impress them. That is absolute bullshit. Um, I, I was raised by women that wore makeup even if they didn't go out of the house. And not to... Um, not for vanity reasons, but it's just kind of the, it's, it's an expression that is so fun and so creative. And maybe some people that have never done that don't know how fun that can be. And it can be 10 minutes of color and fun, and it doesn't have a damn thing to do about any other person except for their own self-expression. Um, so yeah, there's so many little nuances of myth and lies in the culture that can make your, your egos communicating with you. There can be some static there, or there can be a disconnect there because in the way the ego expresses to you your fullest expression, you can have some funny little belief systems around that. And so part of my healing too, was to really confront all of these lies I was told, um, you know, this is vain and that's superficial and you shouldn't care about that. And I just really want to give you permission to really explore without, with full permission to just really explore things you're interested in. Um, in the third dimension, there cannot be any shame for a third dimensional exploration exploration or expression because I'm sorry baby that's where we are we're in the third dimension and when we are dead you don't get to express in the third dimension <laughs> you know that's kind of what makes life life is your embracing and expression of the third dimension most of the people including myself before my skin cancer most of the saddest people depressed people that I know whether that be students or clients or, you know, people I know, it's the rejection of the third dimension. They cannot ground into that life because they are not living. They're either in their heads or they're in the spirit realms going all over the place. And mine too, it's like the, I was always preferred to, I always preferred to have been in the emotional, mental, spiritual realm than as a physical animating body before my skin cancer awakening. And so I just really wanted to give you these three ways, and there's so many more, but just kind of play with these three ways the ego is communicating with you to get you to animate as a third dimensional human person. And in what particular way I sort of notoriously like there was this really cool um, flannel, maybe like it was so pretty. And this is like 20 years ago. And it was very boxy <laughs> and I would put it on and I'd immediately take it off. I mean, I think one time I tried to wear outside of the house and I hated it and I, you know, I couldn't understand why I couldn't like this thing that I did like, but I couldn't wear it. And it is just the ego saying like, this is not this particular life. Hell, maybe I was a, a lumberjack in a past life. I don't know, but there, and you can have some sort of irrational style choices or an three-dimensional animation that might be in honor of a past life. I, I shared before that I went through a very Celtic chapter. Um, everything sort of had to look a Celtic way. And um, then there was like a culmination of things. And, and actually, I was ready to let that go. Isn't that there was like a healing of a past life or a past identity and I was able to let that go. And so that's not something I have to integrate anymore. But that, again, just 
the ego is there to dialogue with you about how to mate in the third dimension. And the work we have to do as humans, as souls, is to perhaps confront the lies and beliefs that we have that prevent us from animating the exact way we are supposed to in this particular life. Um, you know, some women want to wear makeup, like, oh, no, like good women don't wear makeup or rich women don't wear makeup or all these things that it's like, well, how do you want to animate, you know, and not in a manipulative form, but rather from your heart, from your soul, what are you called to animate from? I mean, wouldn't it be a shame if, um, you know, I'm a very, I love color. I have to have colors in my homes and, um, it's just a shame to think that if you went out into the world only as beige, when you could have brought so much more color and like, if your life purpose is beige, then the way you bring it is like no other. My daughter has this like real roseness about her. She's, she likes to kind of fuss with me about how much color I like. And so we have a little private joke between us that she's going to drive a beige car and you know, have a beige dog <laughs> live in her beige house and I, she's made fun of me so much from how much color I love that I have no doubt um she right now has a rose colored room and that's kind of her beige it's not necessarily beige but it's like this rose color that she's obsessed with and you know she's got gold hair and gold skin and rose color. like she's she's a very certain color and I can't tell you just how beautiful she is in that color palette that she authentically expresses from. So when I make fun or make silly, you know, the beige dog, but I, I have no doubt, even if it is beige or rose color, it's going to be freaking gorgeous. Because what I know from my daughter is it's kind of come from her creation and from her heart. And it's like when it's all integrated that then we can have a sense of humor around it. You know, I know she's not making fun of how much color I love to disregard me, but rather, you know, that's just her mama. And when I pass away, she'll connect with me through the color, you know, through the colors that I love. And my daughter, you know, when I see Rose or when I see this tone that she has, that's just her through and through. And it's beautiful and perfect. And I get so grateful that she expresses herself in only a way she can. Like I'd be heartbroken if she tried to animate my way. That's not the point of her life. The point of her life is to animate her way. And I know you understand, like you have a grandma or you have a mother or you have a friend that is just, they can't not do it. They can't not do it their way. And you're so grateful for that because how much we get from each other being fully alive as who we are. There's nothing more beautiful in this life than that. Much like we wouldn't ask the ocean to animate as a lake or a river to animate as the ocean. They can't. And they have their beauty in the specific way that they animate in this third dimension. So I want to hear what you think about today's podcast. Um, connect with me on Facebook and let me know if you've had an, an ego awakening or if there's a certain way the ego was able to heal certain way, you know, just certain things in your heart and in your soul too. And as I said last week, I'd really need your guys' reviews and uh, um, reviews on this podcast. I want to hear from you. I want to, you know, go to my podcast at the 
um, at katesaintclair.com. And I believe it's on the podcast page. I have an ask Kate button. I want to hear from you. I want you to ask questions. I want to talk with you. I want to get your information back um, so that we can co-create this podcast together. So until next time, take care. If you're interested in finding out which is the strongest Claire in you, go to my website at katesaintclair.com and take the quiz, which Claire are you? Until next time, remember, it's your birthright to be guided and be great.